Hey everybody, welcome to Keep Talking Podcasts, fitness, health, and mindset series. I'm your host, Sean Tummelson, fitness coach and nutrition nerd, and I love talking about this stuff, and I hope you enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoy talking about it. Enjoy the episode. What's up, everybody? All right, in this episode, I'm talking about the healthiest food in the world. What's the healthiest food in the world? That's such a loaded question, actually, and so, um, okay, some of you may or may not like the way that I'm going to do this, but essentially I'm asking the question here of like, if you had to survive, if we had to survive on like one food for as long as possible, only one food, what would it be? Okay. And now I'm making a couple assumptions. See, this is kind of stupid because like, I, I'm, I'm assuming that we have like an unlimited supply of this, of, you know, this one food, for example. I'm also assuming that it's not like a perishable thing. Like we have an unlimited supply of the fresh, whatever it is, or of like the, of this particular food in its cooked best condition. Okay. Um, I'm not like assuming out here like, Oh yeah, well you'd have the salmon, but you'd have to cook the salmon. No, just like, let's assume that we have it cooked. I know this doesn't make any sense. Okay. But like, let's assume that we have it and it's, it's, it's prepared for us already to eat and it's not going to like go bad based on our unlimited supply. Okay. So we're out surviving on a desert Island, but we have like a chef who has whatever unlimited supply of this, uh, particular food is. Okay. (laughs) What is the one food? And let's also assume that we have access to drinking water. Okay. So the one food, the one food that we would survive on, uh, you know, that would be, I guess, overall the healthiest for human survival. And um, it's funny because, like, if I would have answered this question, say, oh, I don't know, 10 years ago, maybe even five years ago, I would have probably said something like peanut butter. Just because, like, myself at the time, like, I, you know, well, I like to eat a lot of, I did eat a lot of peanut butter back then, still have it occasionally. And, um... It was one of those things where it's it, like, okay, it's not a very good choice in my opinion, but it's, it's also not the worst. I mean, here was my reasoning at the time. It's like, well, you get part of it was just like economic reasons at the time, which we're also not factoring in here, like how expensive these foods are. But um, we're just, we're just speaking about the health of the foods here, but I'm like, okay, it's cheap. You get quite a few calories. You get kind of a mix of everything, some proteins, some fats, some carbohydrate. Um, as far as like the, the vitamin, I mean, you know, it's not like you're getting like a bunch of vitamins and minerals from peanut butter, but ultimately like not the worst food. Now, nowadays I would say that for most people, no, probably not a good idea to have that much peanut butter in general, just cause you know, well, some people obviously have allergies. Some people have quite a bit of an inflammatory response to peanut butter, even if it's not like a full on allergy. Anyway, long story short, I just wouldn't actually recommend peanut butter. Um, even though I do still like it occasionally. Um, okay. So I'm going to kind of go through a few of the random things here that might be decent options uh, as we get further and further down this list, if you had to pick one food to survive on. Because ultimately, you know, what do we need to survive? Well, okay, so the two main macronutrients that are considered essentials for human survival are proteins and fats. Carbohydrates technically are not essentials, although, you know, it is good for most of us to eat them in some way at some point. Um, So, um, you know, we need uh, enough protein, we need enough fats, um, we need, I mean, ideally within the protein the right types of amino acids, which I'll come back to. Um, and then obviously we need some, some of the key vitamins and minerals for survival, uh, in the right quantities as well. And it's actually very difficult to find like one food that can hit all of that. Um, and so, you know, when you'll read through lists, you know, you'll see things like, 
you know, salmon, sardines, kale, uh, you know, uh, beef liver, which, you know, I'll come back to, to these in particular here at the end. But obviously very different food types. They all have their own benefits. Um, one, okay, so like one point I would make to begin is that if you were to pick one food to survive on, it's definitely not going to be like a fruit or a simple carbohydrate or even probably not like a like a whole grain. Um, just the main reason is you're not going to be able to get enough, definitely not enough protein and not enough um, enough fats. And we could debate all day about which fats are healthy. I would argue that actually saturated fats are not have been overly demonized and are not unhealthy for us really, which I'll come back to more towards the end. But, um, well, I'm not even going to talk that much about that. But long story short, especially if you have a diet that's like void of a whole bunch of like processed, refined stuff um, and a bunch of sugars, saturated fats should not be a big concern of yours. And this is why like the carnivore diet can actually work fairly well for some people because yes, they're eating a ton of saturated fat, uh, but they're not adding things to it like refined carbohydrates, added sugars and stuff like that, which is arguably probably worse for your arteries and your heart health. Um, Okay, now, but like I said, I wouldn't pick things like fruits. Fruits don't have, you know, proteins or, you know, fats in general. Wouldn't pick just standard like carbohydrates, grains, you know, such as rice, uh, you know, bread, things like that, just because they also don't have enough quantities of protein and fat in general. Same thing, I wouldn't pick like like a whole grain. I mean, we could do a whole debate episode about whole grains and how I really don't think they're that healthy for us kind of depends on the person and your digestive system too but uh anyway um wouldn't pick one of those i i don't hate the idea of like some type of nuts probably not peanuts but whether we're talking about like almonds cashews i mean wouldn't be the best just because the protein uh quality in my opinion is not as as good as animal sources of protein um but you do get kind of the same thing i talked about with the peanut butter it's like well you're getting some protein some fat some carbohydrate actually in in a lot of you know nuts and you know they call it's funny because in spanish they call them frutos secos um, like dried fruits but like nuts basically almonds cashews macadamians whatever you know if you eat macadamias in the real world not in this hypothetical situation macadamia nuts will cost you like a thousand dollars for three of them but but anyway um nuts i don't hate the idea i don't think it would really be the best thing um i also don't really hate the idea of like beans um i haven't like looked that much into the nutrition content of uh beans but you know again same type of thing i don't think they have much fat but like enough protein some carbohydrate as well i don't hate that idea um we'll come back to fiber here i mean beans have some fiber as well we'll come back to fiber i don't think that fiber is actually as necessary as people um make it seem but kind of like the main candidates in my opinion okay first let me talk about like kale okay because kale see i I try to go kind of like a middle ground with some of these things because a lot of times you'll hear like that kale is the greatest superfood ever and then you'll hear like the carnivore people saying like kale is bullshit there are literally there are like shirts (laughs) that say that kale is bullshit okay so kale i mean obviously it's that green vegetable um it's you know they talk about it being high in lots of vitamins vitamin a k c the b vitamins b like b6 potassium calcium yeah uh you know whatever it's it's got a bunch of good nutrients theoretically actually you could maybe get enough protein on a diet that's like if you could actually eat like 2,000 calories worth of kale um, throughout your day 
Um, but I mean, it, it probably wouldn't be like the highest quality of protein. And I don't know. I, 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 I was doing some math on that. So don't totally quote me. Long story short, I don't think that kale would be the best thing for you to get like enough protein, but it wouldn't be the worst survival food if you could actually like eat enough of it. See, that would be the hard thing because these things that like talk about how, oh, kale is the healthiest food out there. It's also very low calorie. Okay. Keep in mind, as humans to survive, like a food that's nutritious, a food that is nutritious should not be considered nutritious based on the fact that it's a low calorie food per serving. Okay, that's a that's a first world thing. This is a modern thing that's happened over the last hundred years or however many decades. Because now we have a, in in Western societies at least we have too much food and we can't control ourselves. Okay, a food traditionally that would be considered healthy is one that can provide you with a good amount of calories, that provides you with a good amount of nutrients, these proteins, these fats, some carbohydrates probably, some of these vitamins. So like we shouldn't be measuring how healthy a food is based on how low calorie it is per serving, okay? I'm not saying that kale is completely bad, um, but in terms of what makes the cut here for like what is the best, the best, most nutritious food, and if you had to survive on one food, it's like, no, kale's not the best. And, 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 and even, even so, like, I don't really eat kale. I personally don't eat like that many vegetables. I mean, I eat a little bit, you know, some carrots, spinach, broccoli occasionally, um, you know, a few mixed veggies. I'll occasionally have a salad. Like, I don't really eat that many vegetables. I eat kind of a mix of, I eat a pretty good amount of animal foods, you know, uh, red meats, which I think are much healthier than people give them credit for. I would argue probably more healthy than white meats. I eat a pretty good amount of eggs. Um, I do eat a decent amount of carbohydrates as well. I eat like cheeses, things like that for fats, eat a little bit of nuts as well, and I eat a decent amount of carbohydrates like oatmeal, some fruit. So I have kind of a balanced diet. There's not like that much, um, you know, uh, you know, vegetables in it. There's some. Um, but the thing about diet too is it's every, every, everybody's body is different, the way it reacts to stuff. But in general, um, you know, we're out here trying to figure out, okay, what is the healthiest food? What would be the best food if we had to pick one food to survive on? And so this is what we need. You know, we need enough protein. We need those healthy fats and we need some key vitamins and minerals, right? And so, like I said, kale, uh, I think you're going to struggle with like enough protein. Now, an interesting, like, okay, so, you know, when we, if we, if we throw out like the kale option or all these other vegetables, kale, spinach, whatever, uh, this this might like tick some people off, but ultimately it's probably going to be an animal source of food that is going to be the best thing to survive on. I mean, and, and I'm going to go down to things like salmon, uh, eggs, whole eggs, including the yolks, like beef in general, beef liver, which I'll come back to. Um, you could argue that milk, uh, just like whole milk, is is pretty good. Um, now, uh, and just the reason is because you okay from all these foods particularly like the red meats and the eggs with the yolks and everything, you get enough of the protein, you get enough of the fats, and you get some additional vitamins and minerals. And, um, you know, one of my first thoughts is like, well, wait a minute, if we're only eating like meats and stuff like that, like can't, can it actually be like too much protein? Does that make sense? Because theoretically you'll hear things about like, oh yeah, too much protein. Well, they'll talk about like, oh, too much protein is the cause of cancer. High protein diets have been linked to this and this and this. Those studies are, it's, it's tricky. There's a lot of factors that go into those studies. But like if you're just eating, 
you know, meat alone, for example, and you're surviving on it, I wouldn't worry about like the the cancer risk, in my opinion. Um, I, I don't I, like. I think that the reason that there's a, an elevated cancer risk, I think, is because typically people with these high protein diets that they're talking about are people who are eating a more Western diet, which includes yes, protein, but then a whole bunch of other junk food. We're overeating in general. Okay, we're overeating in general, and that's probably the reason it's not good for us. Um, I think so, anyways, when I see those studies. Now, like too much protein, because like here, I was reading an article like trying to figure out evidence is like, is too much protein really, really harmful? Like what is the key reason that too much protein is harmful? I mean, I, and like what, what I find when I study this topic is it's more like the, the first world issues, if you will. Okay, what do I mean by that? It's like the other things that come with eating a diet that's high in protein, because typically if you're eating a diet that's high in protein, you're also eating a diet that's high in like everything that's too many calories, that's too much, well, just too many calories in general. And they'll, they'll say like, oh, your blood lipids, your LDL cholesterol might be high. It's more of a concern for heart disease. Okay, but this is a diet, in my opinion, this comes from a diet that's very high in protein and is also too high in everything else. The fats, the carbohydrates, you're just, you're overeating. Like, I, I, feel, I feel like it's more linked to, oh, this is an obesity thing, not like a, I'm eating this one food, you know, since it's a very healthy food and I maintain a healthy weight. If you maintain a healthy weight, in my opinion, by eating the right amount of food for you overall, I don't think it's a big concern, you know, as far as raising your blood lipids and heart disease concerns, blah, blah, blah. Same thing like with, they'll talk about, you know, kidneys. Too much protein can damage the kidneys. I also think that that's a bit, um, I haven't researched that that much, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. How do you like that scientific way to describe it? Because, like, I'm reading this article here from Harvard, okay, about how it's, it's freaking, it's Harvard, too. Let me get it cup of coffee. Let me get a swig of my coffee here. That way I can um, refocus and you guys can digest the fact that me, a random guy, is about to talk shit about Harvard scientists and doctors. Hold on. <sighs> Woo! Okay. Still hot. I like it. Okay. See, this is, I, I, I don't like the way they do this because this is, this is what I would consider... I'm not going to get political about it, but I'm going to call it left-wing, left-wing anti-meat, <laughs> um, politicized, um, environmentalist uh, nutrition advice, okay? That, that's what I think this is. I'm calling you out, Harvard. I'm calling you out. Come fight me. You can't fight me. You guys don't know how to fight at Harvard. You just know how to research shit. Anyway, come fight me, Harvard. Okay, so... Can too much protein be harmful? The short answer is yes. As with most, most things in life, there can be too much of a good thing. If you eat too much protein, there may be a price to pay. For example, people that eat very high protein diets have a higher risk of kidney stones. <sighs> okay. Higher risk of kidney stones. <laughs> like I said, um, to my understanding, I also think that that's... Well, you know what? Okay, I'm going to call myself out because I didn't, I didn't research a counter. I don't have a good counterpoint for that. But I also I feel like my gut instinct tells me that a high protein alone doesn't increase the risk of kidney stones. Okay, let me go through the rest of this. A high protein diet that contains lots of red meat and higher amounts of saturated fat might might lead to a higher risk of heart disease and colon cancer. Okay, so let me shut both of these things down right away. Okay, so the heart disease thing. Um, saturated fat, I think it's almost been disproven at this point. Saturated fats were demonized starting about 50 years ago. Can't remember exactly when. 
all, almost all of the recent evidence will show, and the kind of just the science and the logic behind it will show that the actual reason, like the biggest issue that we have with the clogging of our arteries and things like that, that can lead to, uh, you know, heart disease, atherosclerosis, and stroke, is more refined carbohydrates, added sugars, things like that. Especially then when you add it to like a diet that's high in saturated fat. Like I, I think that kind of the worst thing you can do is get like a fast food meal that's just like it's everything it's high saturated fat trans fat um refined carbohydrates etc now the colon cancer risk okay so red meat in my opinion does not increase your risk for colon cancer from the research that i've done here's the thing the studies lump red meat together with processed meat processed meat i think increases our risk for all types of cancer not just colon cancer highly processed meat okay but Red meat, in my opinion, does not, and you have to read the studies very carefully, and I, I feel like they're out on a mission. I don't know who they are, but I feel like they're out on a mission, excuse me, to get us to eat less red meat, okay? Um, and then Harvard goes on to say, while another high-protein diet rich in plant-based proteins may not carry similar risk. Okay, the kidney stones thing, I didn't look into enough. It's funny, because I was actually, I was, at, I was um, technically at risk for kidney stones earlier in my life because I had hypercalciuria. Was it too, too high levels of calcium in the urine? Basically, I was, just wasn't drinking enough water. And remember, in my example here, we said that you have unlimited access to drinking water. And that's actually an interesting part that I'm going to come back to here at the end because um, when I talk about choosing one of these animal proteins or these animal foods as the best thing to survive on, the healthiest food overall, there's the fiber issue because they basically don't have any fiber. But I also can make the argument that I don't think like fiber is technically not really essential. Would you still be able to poop? Probably yes, especially if you drink enough water. Um, I actually, yeah, I, if, from my understanding, don't quote me on this, but I don't think that fiber is really an essential nutrient for us either. Um, and sometimes we may even overdo it a little bit with that. But anyway, um, okay, so we're coming down to the list of like the ones that I would consider like the the best foods for survival okay so um salmon like and i think even some of like the traditional nutritionist need a little more coffee here mm. Woo, straight black coffee i don't even add anything to it you know um i think that the uh, the nutritionist the i'll call them the left-wing nutritionists why not this, this is my podcast the left-wing nutritionists even them, they would say, like, salmon is good. Okay, salmon, yeah, it's got the omega-3s. It's got healthy fats. It's obviously it's got enough protein, you know. It's, it's going to have proteins with the right type of amino acid profile. Um, it's going to have, you know, other things, magnesium, selenium, potassium, B vitamins. Salmon, you can make a good argument for salmon. You can really make a good argument for salmon as the best food to survive on, as you can with certain other types of fish. Um, and, okay, so let's see. Um, Aside from that, okay, like whole milk. I wouldn't recommend like just milk for that many people because theoretically all of us have some some lactose intolerance. Not that much. I think it's overblown. But theoretically, like a lot of us have a little bit of lactose intolerance. And even me, like I feel like if I'm drinking too much milk, it's like, yeah, I'm kind of not feeling that great. Um, but theoretically, if you digest milk well, especially if you're one of those people who's like Northern European ancestry and it's like in your blood, your blood is made of milk and it works on that shit, maybe a good option for you because it has, uh, especially you just get like whole milk. It's got a lot of vitamins. Um, it's got, um, you know, plenty of protein, plenty of fat, plenty of carbohydrate. It's got all the essential nutrients that you need. Now, I know this is not even a food. It's milk, right? But I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, 
Probably not the best thing, though. Now, what about eggs? If you're going to do eggs, I would do whole eggs, not egg whites like the bodybuilders do. Okay, why? Because whole eggs, the yolk is going to have fats. Yes, it has saturated fats. Yes, it has cholesterol. No, I do not think that those things should be demonized. In many ways, they are actually good for us as long as you're not overeating in general uh, with the rest of your diet. Um, but whole eggs are going to have a lot of vitamins as well, B vitamins, uh, the egg yolk. Uh, the egg yolk is a very healthy thing. You take, I mean, it's almost, think of it like this. This is probably not the best scientific way to describe it, but like the egg white is where you get the protein and the egg yolk is where you get all the healthy, nutritious stuff, okay? Egg white for the muscle and the egg yolk for the health of the rest of your body. I don't know. Anyway, so you can make a case for whole eggs. You you can and I almost, yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, uh, yeah, whole eggs, you can you can make a case for that. Um, I wouldn't do a white meat like chicken or something just because you wouldn't probably get enough uh, fat. It's it's almost almost like pure protein typically, and we need fats to survive. And um, and so and this is actually why I make the case contrary to popular left wing <laughs> nutrition belief. I'm sorry, I keep saying it. It's this is not that accurate. I shouldn't be politicizing this topic, but um, because it's not actually completely that way. But uh, anyway, so let's call them like uh, nutritionists and dietitians from the 1970s through the late 90s or early 2000s would have said that white meat is better than red meat. I make the argument that red meat is probably actually healthier than white meat. You have about the same protein content. You get some of the fats, which are, yes, they are saturated fats, but fats are essential in our diet. They have more things like iron, heme iron, which we need. Um, this is red meat compared to white meat. Okay, So I make the argument that, that red meat in general is healthier than white meat when cooked the right way and when non-processed. Um, anyway, and so that's what takes me then to like the final thing. Like would I pick would I pick just like red meat, like muscle meat, you know, like like beef steak, ground beef, something like that? Not a bad option. Not a bad option. Probably doesn't have quite as much it doesn't have quite enough probably vitamins and minerals for us, okay? Which uh, which leads me to the thing that I would pick. I would pick beef liver, okay? I would pick beef liver. Some of you are like, oh, I knew he was going to pick liver, that asshole. He's a liver king follower. He's a liver king follower. He's probably on steroids. I'm not on steroids. I've never taken steroids. I'm not going to take steroids, okay? But I do eat beef liver fairly regularly, um, and here's why. And I'm not saying it would be the perfect thing to survive on. Um, theoretically, you could actually even get into some issues with vitamin overdoses from, from beef liver. Um, okay. And it's funny because I actually did an episode. It's kind of a joke, but it's sad and hilarious at the same time of this guy who apparently, apparently died from a vitamin A overdose after killing a polar bear and eating polar bear liver, okay, because it has too much vitamin A. So it it happened apparently, okay. The internet told me it happened, all right. Like a friend who saw it on the internet told me it happened. Listen to the episode, okay. I made an episode about this a couple months ago. It's mostly stupid. I don't know which episode it was. I think I just, you know, it's not even like the title of the episode. You won't even find it, but it happened, okay, Uh, apparently. Um, Okay, so beef liver. Now, if you look at the nutrition facts on beef liver, um, I argue that is the that it's probably the most nutritious food on the planet. And I would probably say if I'm going to have to survive on one, I would take this. And here's the thing. If me or my make-believe chef in this theory cooks it the way I do, I make it taste like steak almost. Like I don't even have to season. I just put some salt on there. Um, and I, like when I make it, it, it tastes almost as good as like a steak. Cook some of that up. Mm. Anyway, so here we go. For three ounces of beef liver, 140 calories, 
3.7 grams of fat, 1.2 grams of saturated fat, 302 milligrams of cholesterol, which is a lot. That's 100% of your daily value. But once again, I'm not, I, I think cholesterol is overly demonized. Cholesterol is actually important for us in, for numerous reasons. Low sodium, actually. This could be an issue because theoretically we would need a bit more sodium than this. So that could be an issue. Um, a little bit of potassium, a limited amount of carbohydrate, which would probably be useful. No fiber. Talked about that. I'm not worried about that. Protein, 22 grams protein. Like if you ate, let's say, I don't know, 10 servings of that in a day, you get 220 grams of protein, which is good, is by no means like an overdose for most of us. Yeah, you'd only get 1,440 calories. So you'd be, you'd be lean as a mo. You'd be like, I was going to use a swear word there, but you'd be lean, okay? You'd be jacked on any of these, uh, you know, any of these foods I'm talking about here, whole eggs, liver, salmon, because essentially you're getting a lot of protein and, and the essential fats and not a bunch of junk carbohydrates. You're going to be jacked, okay? Now, with beef liver, you also get things like vitamin C. This is the issue with other types of meats that are non, not like organ meats is they don't have things like vitamin C, etc. Now, beef liver, you don't get calcium. See, here's the thing. I don't think there is like a food that has literally like all of the nutrients that we need because there are other types of oh god i can't even think which other types of like do some meats have calcium no i don't think so oh i get confused with that but you get a lot of iron arguably too much iron um you get some of the b vitamins vitamin b6 anyway you get a lot a lot of vitamins and minerals to the point where you actually probably get too many you probably get too many vitamins and minerals and it's a slight overdose on certain vitamins and minerals eating beef liver uh, but I'd rather have a slight overdose than like a nutrition, a nutrient deficiency with all of them. So anyway, to make a long story short, if I had to pick one food that I'd say is the healthiest food in the world, I would pick beef liver. That's where I'm at right now with it. And I do eat it on a pretty regular basis, probably three, four times a week, about maybe three to four ounces. Um, so not that much of it. And the thing about it is, is like with the way most of us eat, especially in a modern Western diet, is we eat so much food that just doesn't have much nutritional value. Eating something like this that's just super high in all these nutrients has an incredible value because, yeah, if you ate it all day every day, you probably would. Like, get you, you get too much, and usually you just, like, pee out the rest. Like, if you get too many vitamins. Yeah, there are, there are rare occasions where you can, like, vitamin overdose, and it can actually cause bad side effects. But, like, for the most part, you just you pee out the excess vitamins. But, like, for most of us um, in, a, in a world where we eat a lot of foods that just aren't that nutritious – adding in something like three, four ounces of beef liver a few times a week is just excellent. So uh, beef liver, I don't know. I mean, they debunked the liver king. They, you know, the liver king turned out to be a fraud. I think he's still really popular, so, you know, whatever, who cares. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, I'm still I'm making the case for liver. I think that beef liver is the healthiest food on the planet. That's where I'm at right now. So, all right, we'll talk again soon. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and learned something valuable for daily workouts, fitness tips, nutrition advice, mindset advice. You can follow me on Instagram at Sean underscore Tumbleson. That's S-E-A-N underscore T-U-M-I-L-S-O-N. For more information about Keep Talking, you can follow Keep Talking on Instagram. That is K-E-E-P-T-A-L-K-I-N-G-C-O.